0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this episode. It is for Valentine's Day is coming up. So we thought we might do a Valentine's themed episode. So wanted to give you a warning before we jump right in. Uh, We're going to be discussing a lot of adult content. um, So it might be sensitive and you may not want to let your kids hear it. If they're present, you may want to turn it off and listen to it when you are alone. Maybe in the bathroom, (laughs) taking a bath. Um, but anyways, just wanted to let you know before we jump into the episode. All okay. Right. So, Shipra. Yes. W- at what age did you figure out what an orgasm was? I'm
1: going to have to say 19 or no, 20. Mm-hmm. I would say 20. At 20? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. It's funny, but yes, that's true. But you have to remember that I grew up in India.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So my um, teenage years were in India where I was protected with my mother. So I didn't date or have boyfriends or Mm -hmm. have any outlet for even knowing what that is. Like I knew the term biologically Mm -hmm. what that is, but I have no I had no idea what it what it actually was.
0: So wait, so I'm not asking the first time you had an orgasm. Mm. I'm asking like, well, hold on back up. No, what I'm asking is. The first time you had an orgasm versus the first time you realized what you had was an orgasm.
1: Oh, that was the same.
0: Same time. thing. Yeah. Wait, you didn't have an orgasm until you were 20.
1: Yes, that's true. I didn't. I wow. was in India again. I yeah, but that is. <laughs> I mean, like,
0: it's a natural instinct. Like, if you talk to boys, a lot of them overwhelmingly will be like around the age of 13 well, or because, 14. That's
1: because uh, you're talking about masturbation too right
0: yeah but masturbation is a form of achieving no i orgasm. know but i'm saying
1: i didn't even
0: that but you never had like an inkling like a desire L- like you went through puberty <laughs> at a regular age right
1: no i didn't actually i'm a late bloomer i guess
0: <laughs> apparently i'm not trying to like i can see i'm not trying to make you feel bad no, i'm you're just judging like me. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just really curious as to like 20
1: i was a late bloomer so wow. 20 yeah Wow. My mother is listening to this, so that would be interesting. She oh, it's okay. It. My mom is listening to <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> but Hi, no. mom. I'm sorry. This is going to make you a little uncomfortable, but it's about time we discuss this topic. I
1: think so, too. I think it's important for mothers to actually talk about it. I oh, think yeah. it's important for all the kids. Like, for me, example, I was in India. I had mm-hmm. no idea what it is. Now, even if I was feeling like the, mm-hmm. during puberty that oh my god I feel I have these feelings that I don't I can't understand them I had no outlet to talk to I like, you can't talk to your friends you can't because they don't know mm-hmm. either you can't talk to your mother because oh my god if you do so for
0: me I had no idea So I think that you bring up a really good point because I was reading this article about the five reasons Indian women don't achieve the big O right and one of them one of the major reason was that they don't know about it and they don't know that they can talk to someone about it so it's a very like thing you lonely thing to experience and very taboo to talk about so you're just kind of existing in the space of like some people who figured it out because they had like the strength and the courage to go on google and look it up and some people who are just going through life and being like this is not a thing I need to worry about. This is not a thing women go through.
1: And, and the, I mean, I would say uh, from my experience, I, I didn't even think it was a thing. Like I didn't even mm-hmm. think that, oh, I don't need it to think about it until I get married, I guess. And it wasn't. Like it wasn't uh, the top five things I was thinking about yeah. growing up. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, oh, my God, I wonder what that feels like because I don't have a boyfriend. But to be honest, and when I did eventually, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that actually actually that is, is very important. And so you're right. I think that talking to girlfriends is very important. Or yeah. if you have your m- mother talk to you, that would be very fun. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. The funny thing is, I didn't, my mother didn't even talk to me until I get mar- got married. Even after I got married, she didn't talk to me about sex.
0: Yeah. No, that's not something. No. And if my mom ever brings it up, I'm like, we're not talking about this. It's too uncomfortable. Like what? Now it's. Yeah, because it's like it's a topic that was never discussed. So I I get you. I completely get you because, uh, again, I never had that exposure either. And I didn't know what it was. I don't think I knew what an orgasm was until I went to college. And then it was like people were talking about it. I was a little bit more exposed to it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't think I had ever experienced it because the way the girls in college would talk about it was that, oh my God, it's earth shattering and it's, uh, you know, it's just so intense. It's crazy. It's nothing you've ever felt before and it's life altering. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had that experience. and But had you had it before though? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. But it was like... It was enjoyable, and it was nice.
1: Was it yours, or did you have a boyfriend at the
0: time? No, it was mine. Oh, okay. No, it was just, like, pure me. Yeah. And um, so I was like, I've never had anything that of that intensity. I've never felt anything of that intensity, because the way they were describing. seriously describing yeah, it yeah. was, like, a tsunami hit them, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know, I guess I'll have, at some point, I'll experience this. And also, it made it seem like, and again, I think that it was just a bunch of girls not, educated so everybody the girls I was speaking with were more uh, sexually active than I was at this point so they were like of course it's through penal intercourse that they had achieved this and I was like oh okay well clearly never achieved it you know not there yet and then years later I realized not years like a couple of years later I realized Oh no, I know what they're talking about. I've definitely experienced it. So yeah, there was like this educational gap between what they were saying versus what the experience is. Because the thing is, nobody sits you down and nobody explains it to you. At least with sex, a lot of people go through sex ed or, you know, some form of general understanding and people have a general idea of what it is. But with female orgasms, nobody gets the same education around it. And so there's just a lot of gap in understanding and knowledge of yeah. what it is and how to achieve it and all the different ways you can achieve it and like how it's different for every single woman. Well, it's also, when you talk about
1: education, I think the most, the focus is that the men have to, you have to understand the man's point of view because remember when we got sex education it was all about oh when the man reaches the uh, climaxes that's when you have babies so you need to kind of understand how that dynamics work Mm -hmm. so it's never Taught in a more enjoyable way it's when you talk about just purely sex education it's all about very like what it does the practicality of it right oh yeah so it's all about oh let's talk about sex what happens is that when a man and a woman have sex and then men actually will 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 climax or have an orgasm that's how women get pregnant now mm-hmm. they'll never say
0: oh does a woman have to enjoy this <laughs> no. no but um, you know what going back to that article i was referencing that i read yeah, yeah. that was another huge reason they were like okay first of all uh, women are just like, they don't know what it is because they're never taught right. what it is. Yeah. And it's like, they're the only thing they're taught is that sex is for pleasing your man and your husband. Especially right? Indian people, for Indian, sure. Especially like, Indian women. Yeah. And I think a lot of actually Middle Eastern cultures and like strict religious cultures, it is taught that sex is just for pleasing the man. And it's completely left out That, hey, no, you can have sex for pleasure too. In fact, you can get a lot of pleasure out of it. And that Mm -hmm. is something that women kind of stumble through and have to discover for themselves. And I think that a lot of them don't discover it. I think they go through their entire life never knowing that they can have an orgasm and it's totally okay for them to have an orgasm. In fact, it's so good for their health, uh, emotional well-being, mental well-being to actually... Have an orgasm regularly. I
1: think the most of the time you see a lot of bitchy people, it's because that they are not having it. Oh my gosh. I think if yeah. they all just were having a lot of like they were, they were <laughs> if they were more, you know, mm-hmm. if they were talking and actually having orgasms, I think they won't be so bitchy.
0: Yeah. You know, we talked about the Indian auntie, <laughs> the typical woman who yeah. like you can't trust and she's gonna talk behind your back and she's yeah. just like yeah. this awful human being. She's not getting laid. She's not getting no, she's, she's getting, getting laid. laid. But she's not getting laid well, and she's not achieving the orgasm. No. And if she did, we would have a lot less Indian mm-hmm. auntie problems. I agree in with in the you. society. And I, I believe, and I lived in India, so mm-hmm. believe me, I have a whole uh, oh I have God, a yeah. stories
1: to tell. Like these aunties, you can tell that they are horny and very irritated. They just don't know it. Yeah, you know they don't mean?
0: know. it. It's like a missing <laughs> thing, and they don't talk to their friends about it. Nope. Of course not, because they don't want to be the auntie who's yeah. talking about this stuff. So it's
1: just like this. Like, you can tell when they look at a really good-looking dude and they'll be like, oh, and they'll all yeah. get very auntie-like, but then when it comes to sex, they're like, no, 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 you no. know?
0: Well, that's why, because that's, a lot, a lot of times in that dynamic, they really hate on the young, uh, open-minded girl who's out there having a little bit of fun because I think while it's not fully stated subconsciously, that is the reason because that girl is equated to someone who's, Possibly enjoying her sex life and the Indian auntie is equated to someone who is just like doesn't enjoy her sex life or doesn't have much of a sex life so I think there is that dynamic in play again it's a something that's not discussed very often and it's a complete you know hypothesis that I'm putting out into the world also
1: remember our first topic we talked about the sex as an Indian girl so again it goes back to that Mm -hmm. because sex is such a taboo thing the, the mention, imagine if you start talking about, oh, have you reached an orgasm
0: yet? And they'll be like, oh, what? Yeah, it? well, okay, so I think it goes stigma. back. Yes, you're right. And how can you achieve an orgasm or understand an orgasm or learn about an orgasm when your entire life you're being taught, oh, don't ever talk about sex, uh, Sex. don't think about sex, cover up, don't cross your legs, don't at all look like you enjoy sex, want to have sex, or even know what it is, right? You're taught this your entire life and you're told this you're like wait until you're married and then when you get married it's just to please your man not just that just have sex for having babies having babies and pleasing your man right that's it that's it if you don't please your man he's gonna go look for it somewhere else so you got to make sure that he's getting it right all this bullshit really backwards thinking is embedded into a lot of indian girls not just here everywhere in the world right and so you go in with this in your head like this oh my god okay like this is a really taboo thing that i shouldn't be doing and all of a sudden you're having sex but you can't let go of this emotional baggage that's sitting there that's saying you shouldn't be doing this yeah this it's like when you do drugs i guess for the first time (laughs) and you're in the back of your head you're like i probably shouldn't do this my mom told me not to do this my entire life but i'm gonna do it anyways right and it's like this thing that's If you just put too much your... stigma into it, then yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh, and a huge part of achieving this orgasm is not having that emotional burden. Like, right. in order to achieve a good orgasm, you have to, like, mentally be a little free and, and in the moment.
1: Especially for a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I read this article again that said that men, it's easier for men to get orgasm because it's not emotional for them that much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they don't have to be emotionally attached to you. Or to whatever, to to, to to get it, right? It's a little bit more physical than, than emotional. Women are incredibly emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, we run on foreplay, emotions, you know, how they handle you and all of that. Mm-hmm. That would help you to get actually an orgasm, yeah. right? Unless, otherwise, you can just have sex for, yeah. for hours and hours and you won't do it. You won't just...
0: And I, I want to clarify, Shipper doesn't mean emotional like, oh, she... Women need commitment in order to have good sex and orgasm. No, 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 that's not true at all. A lot of women don't Absolutely. need commitment. They just need to have good sex. Yeah, but, but emotional. I mean, emotional is,
1: yeah. Like, you know, the, how you handle a woman. So, for example, say foreplay. So it's not just foreplay is not just about what you do in the bed. Like what I mean mm-hmm. is that you went on a date with someone and they're paying attention to you, give you a compliment here and there, like just emotionally made you feel really good about yourself that would help.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. And and I I tell this to Vivek all the time, which is, I'm like, you know, these little things that you do sometimes that I don't have to ask you to do it and you just do it and it's very thoughtful and it's something that's like taking something off my plate. I'm like, that is a form of foreplay for me, for for me, right? Obviously, it's different for every other woman. But for me, I'm like, oh my God, he did this and he was so thoughtful and I just That makes me feel great. So it's like, it's different for everyone. Of course, there's a physical foreplay of like touching, kissing, you know, finding the right spots. But there's also emotional emotional foreplay. So again,
1: as I said, like, you're right. Absolutely. When I say emotions, I don't mean Mm -hmm. the commitment of, yeah, you know, my, oh my God, I love you so much. You can have sex without... Actually loving the person, that's fine too. But what I meant is that emotionally making the woman feel good about herself. That's Mm -hmm. what will get you, right? If you are, if you're, so for example, you're a single woman and you just want to have fun, just date around a little bit. And of course, sex is a big part of it. And I think that would help. Like if you meet someone who's emotionally sort of like, you know, caressing your ego a little bit. Instead of like, oh, my God, I love your hair today. It looks beautiful. Or just things, noticing, right? Or just noticing. It's like, oh, this dress you wore the other day looked yeah. great. I'll be like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And for, like, for you, yeah. like, if
0: someone did, like,
1: if they, like, you know, like, clean up the house without telling you or something that you enjoy, uh, organize your desk or something. <laughs> You're making
0: me sound so boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying things that wouldn't, you know. <laughs> Feel better, sure. So in a relationship, I think. yeah. So that's like for me, it's a, it's it's so much about how you made me feel throughout the day, mm-hmm. so that at the end of the day, I'll be like, oh my god, I love this person, and then whatever, right? Yeah. That helps, mm-hmm. and not just like you'll enjoy the sex, you will you will actually try not try, you will be in that mental state where orgasm would be faster mm-hmm. because you'll be like, I'm just so turned on because yeah. this person is right, like yeah. super
0: cool. I mean, I think one of the main reasons that this topic came to our mind is because we do know a few very conservative people around us who come from very conservative upbringing. And it's very clear that they are a unaware about this topic and they are uneducated about this topic and they have this desire to talk about it and get an understanding of it but they have been told their entire life it's such a taboo thing that they can't discuss it and so I guess what we really wanted to do with this topic was we wanted to say to all of those people listening who have conservative friends or if you yourself feel like you're in a conservative environment that it's okay it is your equal right to enjoy sex and get pleasure out of it it is completely fine to talk about it in fact you should talk to your friends about it it will make it a lot easier your female friends have the same parts as you and they will understand
1: I was reading this Gora question the other day while I was, you know, reading Mm -hmm. up on this topic, just wanted to know what's out there. And I read this question where this Indian woman uh, posted this question on Gora saying that I have been married for 10 years and I have two children and I don't know if I have uh, have ever had an orgasm. And my thought was, if you have to think about it, you probably didn't. You probably
0: didn't. And then
1: she said, I don't understand it because we do have sex quite a bit. Mm -hmm. We were having sex every day, but I just... I don't have feeling and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself woman
0: you need to talk <laughs> well there was actually a study done on this women's orgasm and i think the study stated that over 70 percent of women never experience uh orgasm through penal intercourse
1: they don't they yeah. don't actually such a misconception they actually talked to men during that study and they said that they asked a lot of men the same question and they said oh yeah women should have an orgasm and it's such a misconception because you're telling these men that no they don't they may say they do mm-hmm. but they don't because we don't actually obviously can tell you if we did or not we, it's easy for us to fake it And which is why men think that, you know, oh, of course you had an orgasm because you were, you know. Yeah. But it's not.
0: Panting and sweating. Yeah. I was like, we're just making you feel better about (laughs) yourself.
1: (laughs) We're just making sure you feel good about yourself. But it is so important for... And I think it's very important for the men to have the education, for them to know, know your woman, because not all women yeah. are going to be the same. Some may achieve orgasm through uh, the penile intercourse, and, but then some of them may need massaging or they may need other things. Yeah. Increased foreplay, whatever that is. And so I think what's important, and that study actually said the same thing, that it is not just important for the women to know, mm-hmm. but it's equally or more important for men to know that how to get your woman. To, to also enjoy sex as much as you are.
0: Yes, definitely. And I think that I what I would add to that is masturbation is totally okay for women. I think a lot of women shy away from it and they're like, oh, I don't do it. Of course not. Yes, you do. You do it. It's fine. And well, if you I don't didn't. do it that's concerning but we'll get back to that you should probably do it
1: no I do now I'm just saying I didn't
0: no but well yeah like you get to that point obviously not everybody does it at a younger age like you get to a point and then
1: like 13 year old in my room
0: I feel like boys kind of go through puberty and then they're like this penis touching feels interesting let's see how far I can push this and then eventually they get a physical confirmation right. of something happening, right? right? So it's like... they're
1: not as complex as It's really, not as complicated. Right? Yeah, it's
0: not as complicated. It's very, like, simple and it's like...
1: It's almost mechanical. It's like, yeah. do the A and achieve B. It's exactly. Kind of like the and they're, like,
0: playing around with it and they're like, it feels good. I hope I'm not hurting myself. And then eventually at some point, like, your dad's going to talk to you about it or your older brother's going to talk to you about it. And boys talk about sex a lot more than women do, uh, girls do, so, like... Your friends are going to talk about it. So they know what it is, how to achieve it, that it's okay to feel this way. In fact, it's great to feel this way, right? So they know this. And that's fantastic. Girls don't have that. And so what I want to say is we need to open the channels of communication a lot more. I think girls need to talk to each other and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to masturbate. And I enjoy it. Or I masturbate and I I enjoy it. Because it's actually a really important thing. And if you... You can enjoy sex and you can have great sex, but not achieve orgasm. But you can achieve orgasm through masturbation because you know your body really well. You know what works. And it takes time. It takes... It takes Exactly. to so get to know yourself. Yeah, I think that's the bigger uh,
1: question here that I think women don't, they feel shy to actually know it themselves. It mm-hmm. almost feels weird to, mm-hmm. to figure it out for yourself. And that is really important because if you know what you want, then you're going to make your partner know what, they, what yeah, you want. Definitely. And it's so important to talk to your partner about that. It's like, okay, I figured it out. This is what helps. So now do A, B, and C in order to get to yeah. that. And so I think that is something that they don't. There yeah. most women that don't do
0: it. So. And I think that there's also a learning curve to it, right? Initially, I think if you and your partner are going to have sex um, and you come from a conservative environment or you're not as experienced, it's not going to be great sex. And you don't have to settle for that. Like, you don't have to settle for that. You can, it's a gradual process and you need to come to a point through communication and understanding as to what you both really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it takes a long time and there's a lot of different elements and layers to it and you just have to experience, Mm -hmm. like experiment and do it in a safe environment where you figure out, oh, I really like this. Yeah. I'm not just doing this to please my man. Yeah. I'm not just doing this because it's part of my to-do list Correct. for today. I'm yeah. doing this because I look forward to it and oh, I get a lot sure. of pressure oh out of it. Oh my God, it's so
1: like it's such a relief. Like you're all like it's a de-stressing, like taking a bath, It's mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's very de-stressing. I think so. All women should do that. Yeah, it's such a stigma in India, though. In India, it's like, like yeah, it's like the movie. Have you seen the yeah. movie? Yeah, uh, Love Vida- Stories. Last Stories, and I was talking about Viradi Wedding. Oh wedding it's one of those movies where they address the issue and oh my god the woman got so much backlash from people in india did she
0: get like death threats yeah yeah
1: because all she was showing is uh, is uh, that she obviously was not satisfied by her husband so she was using a toy and in the movie they actually showed a toy and i think i mentioned that in during the first episode but that's the thing they saw this People saw that in the theater and it was just like an outrage that, oh, my God, you're showing women masturbating. It's such a big deal because it's India. And I was just like, oh, my God. It hurts the male
0: ego that they don't satisfy it. And the thing is, and again, we need to go back to this point. A lot of women don't orgasm through penal intercourse, and it is okay. You can really? still figure out a way to enjoy it, Correct. but find a different way to orgasm. Yeah. You know, and your partner can or cannot help with that. It's fine. It's fine. And I, I guess I mean the people who were sending this actress death threats for like show uh, doing a scene where she's trying to figure out her own orgasm are the same people who are flushing their Gillette razors down the toilet because they're upset with Gillette's new commercial I mean it's ridiculous we've built the society of like where the male ego is so fragile Fragile. that they can't handle women enjoying even a small amount of pleasure
1: I have to say that they don't all men are like no that. not so, all men like, of course not of I course I I feel like because I know men who are who are forced in prime like their first thing is I want to make sure you actually are satisfied mm-hmm. and it's almost like a turn on for them if you're if the woman is actually you know having yeah. or- orgasm it's like a big turn on for them it's almost like massaging their ego that I got to do that you know what I mean Yeah. and I think that's great I think if men can do, can 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 turn this thing around and make it feel like it's it's on you like, it's a big pat on the back on you if you can get your woman to org- orgasm for whatever yeah. you do. I think that's a great thing for their ego. So so I'm not going to say all
0: Indian men are like that, but I'm, I'm certain that... Well, I, okay, so I think like it's that. a cycle, right? I think yeah. it's like women for centuries have not been taught about their sexual needs and desires and how to satisfy them. They don't realize that they can have an orgasm. So they don't communicate this to their children and they don't at all showcase intimacy in a in their family environment so a lot of men grow up thinking that's a complete normal state of being and a lot of girls grow up thinking that's a completely normal state of being and then as we our societies are getting more globally connected and everybody's talking to everyone and conservative cultures are intermixing with like liberal and liberal cultures people are realizing oh this is not normal and this is not okay like Just because my mom suffered and never experienced XYZ, (laughs) I'm not saying about my mom, I'm saying general mom, (laughs) Um, doesn't mean that I have to repeat that experience, right? But I guess a lot of uneducated males who are in rural parts of India are still just so unaware of this. That they're the ones going out there and protesting and saying that oh there's some shame around it yeah, oh this yeah. is taboo sure. and that they're still holding the culture back instead of making it progress a little further
1: like the love the stories the movie oh, and that made me
0: so angry I know.
1: so when they showed how the woman was so so not satisfied with her husband and she ended up like you know she was mm-hmm. masturbating and then how the worst is when the family go the the mother the mother in law. Reaches out to the mother and say, oh, take her back because she got shamed to the family. I'm like, oh, my yeah, God, Lord, because, that is
0: because this her. actress. So kind of give you a backstory if you haven't seen the stories. This actress gets married to this guy who's like pursuing her. She gets married into a joint family and he's a great guy. The house is nice, but she's not satisfied in her sexual uh, lifestyle and what she's experiencing with her husband. She doesn't know how to communicate this to her husband. She doesn't really know how to communicate this at all. Because again, it's a broader element of society where it's a taboo topic and you don't talk about it. So she then stumbles upon this friend that she works with who is very sexually experienced. And she like accidentally catches her friend using a toy to masturbate. And then so she takes her friend's toy, which... By the way, for sanitary purposes, please don't ever do. Just get your own. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Just get your like, own. That's disgusting. Was like, did anyone
1: actually, did anybody <laughs> thought that you're going to reuse that? Is, is that okay?
0: <laughs> so anyways, she gets her friend's toy and the friend's like, yeah, go for it. Like, this is how it is. Experience it. So she's experiencing it. And then somehow it just obviously movie plot situation where it happens in a public setting. Where it her, just happens in front of the mother-in-law, mother-in-law, and the, and the husband, yeah. and the grandmother-in-law, and you know all this stuff, and where she orgasms because the toy malfunctions, right? And the mother-in-law is so distraught by this that she, in quote, returns her daughter-in-law to back to her parents because they're like, like we do not want, <laughs> yeah, we do not want this kind of woman in our house and it's like excuse me you're returning your daughter in law because she dared to fucking have an orgasm like lady maybe instead you need to have an orgasm so you can like not make this into such a big thing and so that movie is so good because Mm -hmm. of that
1: i really really love that movie so people who haven't seen it must watch it yeah and it's it's so good because it talks about these the thing that we're talking about that it is such a the like the patriarchy is not just in one area of our life it's like completely it's taken over over. it's taken over and so this is such a bit like this is such a man's world that they think that sex is only for the men, it's not for the women. And and there's a comment that the mother-in-law makes before that scene, and she's sitting with a bunch of women on a dining table, talking about something, and she's like, oh yeah, all this everyday sex will stop once you have a kid, so just have a kid and get it over with. As if that is a chore that this woman... And this woman is like, I don't think i'm yeah. getting any at this point so yeah. I, I i love that how mo- how that movie addresses that issue which is what we are trying to do I think yeah. it's, it's so important for girls I,
0: I mean ultimately it comes down to this a you should have an orgasm you should explore your body you should get to know yourself and you should have an orgasm if that means you need to go get a toy there is no shame in it if you don't want to go to an actual store go to amazon order it there is absolutely no shame in it b talk to your husband about it Like talk, he's your life partner or your partner, whoever, talk to them about it because they will understand. And number three is talk to your friends about it because it's okay. I think you're not going to be perceived as someone, oh, you know, she's loose and she's like sexually active oh I can't be friends with you no I think overwhelmingly your friends are going to be grateful that you had the courage to broach that topic because it's on everybody's mind it's a very important element of our lives as human beings on this earth and we need to talk about it like food uh,
1: shelter and sex
0: yeah orgasms
1: well same thing yeah yeah. no but I think the open communication with the husband is very important Mm -hmm. and I think it'll be it'll be more of a bonding experience I think if you do it in a very in a way that you and your husband are communicating it's important it's not just to sit him down and say by the way do this 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 mm-hmm. and make sure this happens it also like exploring together yeah. like you can make a, a fun uh, you know thing out of it
0: oh there is a really great documentary about orgasm female orgasms on netflix uh vox explains so it's quick it's like 20 minutes it gives you the history of orgasms and explains the whole thing and it could be a fun date night thing that you could do with your partner and then afterwards Is try you to Vivek, practice some of the things that they said. That you end of it going to like, oh, let's check this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> he already <laughs> watched it oh, and then proceeded to tell me what he watched. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Good for you.
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening. So this week we wanted to give you a little extra. So stay tuned for a quick interview with Dr. Nimi Maste, an expert on this topic. Enjoy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nimi, for joining us today. And uh, as you know, we're talking about uh, women's sexuality and the importance of you know, women exploring and understanding, you know, what they like what, and how important it is for their health. We're talking about women who don't have orgasms or don't know that they have ever had one and just basically educating, um, you know, women and especially in South Asian culture to understand their sexuality as well. And so joining us is Mimi, um, Mimi Mase. I'm sorry, Dr. Mase, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I guess our listeners would love to know a little bit about yourself before we start. Uh, so do you want to maybe introduce us a little bit and tell us what you do?
3: Sure. Um, I'm an OBGYN, and so I practice both obstetrics and gynecology. Um, so part of that has to do with pregnancy health, but also a lot of gynecology health and preventive care. And so we see a lot of patients for various issues related to their reproductive function and organs. And so my interest in particular is about reproductive freedom and the right to choose for women. um, And just making sure that that's available and preserved for all the patients that we see.
2: Absolutely. So I think the reason we wanted to really talk to you about is because we really would love our listeners to kind of understand it uh, more, maybe educate them a little bit about about their, their own bodies and their own sexuality. And I just want to maybe ask you, Um, in your practice have you ever uh, seen you know women being shy or they don't know much about their own bodies and especially in the South Asian culture because we have such a conservative society is that something that comes
3: to your attention when you uh, look at patients? I think you know I, I don't see a large South Asian population but I certainly do see that among our patients that asking questions about their sexuality is rare and I think it really takes Sometimes a physician asking the patient about, um, is intercourse painful for you? Um, do you have any questions about your sexual health? And then patients tend to bring up a question. Um, and when people do, they often feel a little bit shy about it or just not ashamed, but just not comfortable talking about it either. Um, and I think in the South Asian community, um, we, we see that similarly. And I think I see that among various cultures as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, me and Gritika, we were talking about how women in our in our community they don't really know that they are also supposed to be enjoying uh, their sexual. Um, you know, behavior, their sexual appetite as well. And they basically, like we talked about this person who wrote to, you um, know, in a, in a CORA question and asked that they had she has had two kids, but she doesn't know if she has ever had an orgasm. And that was a very interesting question that even though right. they don't know half the time, they don't know that reproduction and, and sexual... Uh, Sexuality are two different things they're not really you know what I mean like they're they're, they're right, to enjoy right. it as well um, so I guess my question is so women who have never had an orgasm is there something that they can do to change and have a better experience
3: yeah it's a really interesting question I think um, on its own not ever having an orgasm if the person is not distressed by that fact is not a problem. It only becomes a problem if it is distressing to that person. And so I, I think that's true of sexual function overall. Um, if someone comes to me saying, you know, I've never I, I don't have orgasms anymore or I don't have sexual intercourse anymore, but it I don't mind, it's not a problem for me, then it's not a medical problem either. But I think I right. what you're saying is a different thing, which is that if someone just doesn't realize that they can have an orgasm or that it should be or can be a part of a healthy sexual life, that that is an issue because I, I think like what you were alluding to in the last question, culture seems to play a role in this um, about women's understanding of their own bodies. Um, and so I think that, first of all, is really important, is understanding our own bodies is very imperative um, and having kind of a sense of what you find pleasurable, what is important to you is important too because our role is not just to have children it's not just to take care of other people and to please others and so I, I don't I, you know part of me wonders if that's part of what plays a role in South Asian culture with women not experiencing an orgasm um, other things too in terms of how women could experience an orgasm or how this could change if this is problematic to them would be also to talk to their OBGYN about if sex or intercourse is painful to them. Um, this is also a, kind of a problem that I see a lot, especially with my South Asian patients, um, because that's not normal to have pain with intercourse. And that's something that yeah. is solvable. Um, you know, and I think about yeah. things like communication with their partners, too
2: definitely um i mean i agree with the with your point that it shouldn't be just to have kids and uh, you know it's a, it's a, women are not usually at least south asian women are not used to exploring their own bodies so they don't really know what works for them what doesn't work for them so you made a really good point that you know you, they it's really good if they can talk to an obgyn and then maybe choose a, a female if it's more you know comfortable and then talk about what they can do and how they can explore uh, their own bodies and sort of understand what works for them. So that's a great point you made there. Um, but other than the, the the orgasm and the sexual part of it, uh, for overall women's health, like how often do you think uh, women should go to an OBGYN and get sort of like a like a general health checkup for that as well, for for their own um, uh, sexual health? How often do you think they should uh, see a doctor or see an OBGYN?
3: You know, I think there's no um, exact timeline. So some women come annually just for a checkup. If you feel comfortable with your primary care doctor doing things like your pap smear and breast exam, that, you know, you can see an OBGYN less frequently. But I do say that women should start seeing an OBGYN at any age, that they start having questions about their period health, about birth control, about pregnancy, about their sexual function, about pain with intercourse, Um, certainly, definitely by age 21 is when you're starting to be due for your pap smears. Um, But I think that, you know, anytime women have questions about these things um, and they feel more comfortable talking to an OBGYN, if they don't feel comfortable asking their primary care doctor about these questions, Mm -hmm. would be a great time to come see us. You know, we see women um, in their teens up through their 80s and 90s.
2: So the, the earliest they can come is when they turn like 13 14 when they start having their periods that's
3: a great time to actually see an obgyn right yes exactly if if the if those things are problematic for the patient like if they're having painful periods heavy periods things like birth control right. can help with those problems right. um right. and so if they're healthy and don't have questions um, that's fine but you know especially for younger teenage women who are sexually active it's important mm-hmm. also to talk to us about things like birth control um, which doesn't always happen, mm-hmm. and so important to see an OBGYN. That
2: sounds great, and, yeah, I mean, I have a daughter, too, so uh, I can completely understand. And, again, the whole right. uh, culture things re- thing really plays a part, because I remember growing up, my mom didn't have this conversation with me. We never had a conversation about right. sex, so we really didn't know growing up. Um, I got married, and then I realized, oh, this is what it means. So right. it's... it's uh, it's something that as a mother, I think I'm, I, I want my daughter to actually know, have knowledge, uh, like education before sure. she, she starts dating and starts meeting people. Um, so I mean, I know that you're, uh, you're an Indian too. So I'm wondering, is that your experience too? Apart from the medical side of it? Did, was your experience the same? Were, were you aware before you started? You know, uh, is that something that you also noticed that the culturally, it's,
3: the mothers don't really talk to their daughters about? about this I, I think a hundred percent and I'm actually you know I'm second generation Indian and so I'm kind of in a funny um, like middle zone in a way because we're right. you know, similar we're the same generation and and yet we had slightly different experiences growing up but probably very similar ones um, because my mother did grow up in India and so I yeah, we, you know, we never talked about this kind of thing at home um, and probably still don't, honestly, but it, <laughs> it's something that's important. And I think growing up in the U.S., maybe it's a little bit different because you have sexual education teaching in school, um, right. even though I think it's probably pretty inadequate the way that it is taught. Um, yeah. you know, and it's maybe not at the right time or the right age. And so it, for every student who's taking that course, But I think growing up here, you at least grow up hearing more about these things, generally in culture, still not from our parents, though.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was, I definitely think that I'm going to have a conversation with my daughter when she gets to that age because we all, like she's 11 and I already am talking to her about expecting, um, you know, that that periods will happen and her body will change right. and things like that because I can see the signs, like I see the signs in her on her body and I can understand that, you know, that time is coming soon. So maybe prepare her right. rather than shocking her at one point, one fine day. So, right. um, so I, I I, think as a, I mean, you're a doctor, as, plus you are an, an Indian, so you can understand that, that in terms of culture, it's really important to talk Absolutely. to your kids early Absolutely. rather than shocking them, because that's. That's what our experience has been like. Because I grew up in India and my mom didn't right. talk to me, so it was just like I woke up one day and I thought I was dying because I had my <laughs> yeah. had and and right. I told I I went I I remember running to my mom saying that I think that I have cancer or something because I think I'm dying. Right. And my mom is. Yeah. Like, oh my
1: God, that's not true. <laughs> and so you know, I and- I mean it's
2: it's such a funny thing. I mean that I mean here I notice my white friends they talk to their daughters as soon as they reach about eleven, twelve and they are like okay right. this is going to
3: happen make sure you're okay you know what i mean exactly because if if it's not your parents talking to you i think you know you end up finding out through your friends or through other people and so it's probably better coming from your parents who have more experience with these yeah,
2: and then you can talk to it a little bit more. Compa- and you are more free to talk to your parent, your mother, exactly. rather than some friend who also doesn't know much about. So, absolutely, I, right. I totally hear you. So yeah, that was my other question. That culture does play a big role in women's um, health, not just sexuality, but other health as well, because the tendency is to not pay attention to it until it becomes a problem. And uh, yeah, is that is that what you see also that it they wait until it becomes a problem rather than trying to preventively care, like, try to do a preventive care?
3: I think so. And I I think also women just don't come in, you know, even despite it being a problem. Part of our job is also to work on labor and delivery and deliver babies once women are pregnant. Um, Right. And in those encounters, like, while they're on the delivery floor, you notice that Oh, things like a kind of a normal exam are excruciatingly painful for some women. Um, and then right. you unearth kind of when you see them in the postpartum course about how intercourse is also extremely painful and it, it's, it shouldn't be. And I think that culture actually plays a role in that. You know, I don't really have a lot of evidence or anything to back that up, but just from my experience, um, I yeah, do notice sure. that that comes up a lot more in the South Asian population that I see. Um, and I think it just has to do with being told that. Um, sex is a taboo thing, that we shouldn't talk about it, and that, um, you know, it's a functional thing rather than something for fun or for pleasure. Absolutely.
2: And so, and I know I've heard that you also are uh, heavily involved with women's, uh, general women's rights, and you're a feminist as well, like us. So I think, is there something else? Is there any other thought that you'd like to share with us?
3: Um, Just that, you know, these things are really important and that, you know, it's becoming more and more obvious that people care a lot about women's health and women's rights. And so the more that we can do to be vocal about this, I, I really commend you both for doing this podcast and for talking about this publicly because it's such an important topic. Um, and like Thank this you. is the time in our, you know, in kind of our timeline in our world to be more open and forthcoming about these things. And I think the more that we talk about it, the more women will ask questions. Um, and just that when they come to see us in clinic, um, they should feel free to ask us whatever questions they have, free of any hesitation, because we've heard everything and nothing is kind of unusual to us as an OBGYN. I bet.
2: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Messy. Yes, we are very excited about this podcast. We want um, you know our listeners to listen to a professional opinion as well as our thoughts that because we don't, we don't obviously have a lot of professional experience, but we know, as an Indian women living in US, but still holding on to our Indian culture, how you know, difficult it is to talk about these subjects. So we're really hoping that people will listen to this, and sort of go and talk to your friends, talk to your doctors, if you have any concerns, don't wait until it becomes a problem. So again, thank you so much, Dr. Massey for joining us today. And uh, thanks for all your uh, info.
3: Thank you so much.